I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging the the Podcast. Jeez, we're just starting even already. (laughs) The podcast about all things TV and movies. Gosh, if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds. Rate, comment. It was all greatly appreciated. Like seriously, guys rate and comment. I, the past two months have been insane as far as listens and most of it has been driven by Outer Banks, surprisingly. So like rate and comment, that would greatly help me to like see what you guys like, what you guys don't like, um, and also help diversify what's already there. Um, The comment that shall not be named that I've already addressed (laughs) a long time ago. But anyway, Let's get into this. You clicked on this because we are discussing the Kissing Booth 3, which is the final movie in the Kissing Booth trilogy, which I believe is based on, yeah, it's based on books by the same name. It stars Joey King, Joel Courtney, Jacob Elordi, Maud Ringwald, Taylor Zakhar Perez, Macy Richardson. Oh no, her last name is cut off. Richardson Sellers. <laughs> And we'll just stop there, but like mainly the kids. So if this is your first time listening to me discuss, well, discuss anything, but specifically the kissing booth, I would highly suggest that you go back and listen to my thoughts on one and two, because a lot of what irritated me about the kissing booth and why I was like, I don't understand why we need three movies of this because I didn't think it was that great to be like, oh, let's do the Kissing Booth 2 and the Kissing Booth 3. But, and I know you're going to be like, well, why are you talking about it then, Eva? Because it's a trilogy and I watched it and I got to give my final thoughts on (laughs) everything that happened. But I would highly suggest that you go and you listen to um, everything that I had to say in those first two movies, because that'll give you a little bit of context of at least where my headspace is with a lot of these characters. And it won't come as a surprise when I start like really getting into (laughs) them. But then also, if you have never listened to any of my podcast episodes, especially around teen things, which is a lot of what I talk about, then what I say might come off as a little bit harsh. But um, if you've listened for a while, then you know that I say everything that I say with love. And this goes right into my warnings. This is a solo show. It's all me. These are all my opinions and how I feel. And we can definitely agree to disagree. That is why it's great for everyone to have opinions, because then you can start healthy, cordial discussions and debate. So if you have different opinions than me, that's totally fine. Let's talk it out um, respectfully. But again, it was just me. I can go all over the place because I don't have anyone to tell me like, Eva, we should be talking about this and not talking about that. Like we're going to jump all the way around. So if that's not your thing, feel free to stop the podcast right here. I won't be mad, um, but I would prefer that you listen to something that you want to listen to versus just me. Uh, There are spoilers. I don't know why people don't expect for there to be spoilers when, I mean, I guess there are people who do podcasts that are spoiler free. But to me, that makes no sense. I feel like this way too hard to be like, oh, I'm not going to give you spoilers and then like save it for a section. Y'all know how I go. We go all over the place. Like there's going to be spoilers. Also, 
if I read the book, there would be spoilers for the book as well, which I don't know. I'm not going to go on a rant, but that's all of my, uh, what's the word? Those are all of my, not headlines. (laughs) I really can't think of the word, but, um, anyway, let's get into this. The Kissing Booth 3. So where we left off in Kissing Booth 2, Elle was trying to figure out what school she wanted to go to, whether she was going to go to Harvard or whether she was going to go to Berkeley. And so one of, that was kind of like the cliffhanger that we were left on. We know that Noah was at Harvard. He had just finished his first year. They had had a struggle moment, bus moment (laughs) during that, his freshman year of college because they tried the long distance thing. And if you want to know, I thought about that, please, again, go listen to my thoughts on the kissing book too, because I had very, very, very strong opinions, which are going to carry on into this, uh, episode so get ready because I feel like I might be a little bit more harsh than I was um in the previous one uh so there's that (laughs) and then we have uh Lee who is her best friend like she's essentially known these brothers all of her life they grew up together uh their moms were best friends like she's literally like another daughter for Mrs. Flynn which was a precious moment when we get to the end you kind of see her gift and that whole note moment that she gave to her because when she wrote that and um, Molly Ringwald was reading it, and I was like, yes, this is these thoughts crossed my head because I feel like she hasn't really had a mother figure there to kind of help guide her a little bit. And yeah, Mrs. Flynn came in towards the end and kind of had that sit down moment with her. But prior to that, I feel like she had just been going rogue and it's hard because she does live in a single parent um, household and she's not the only kid. She has a younger brother. And so if her father's always working, there's a younger brother that that um, is also in the mix. It's kind of hard for them to be like, oh, everything's all on you. And I mean, who even knows how much insight her father had into kind of like her decision making and all of that? Because <laughs> if that was my kid, I would be like, wait a minute, you're basing your decision on what now? So thankfully, they didn't drag out um, the whole where is she going to go to school thing? Because we know she got accepted into both schools. And I was so disappointed when we find out that she turned down Berkeley and made the decision to go go to Harvard. And y'all know, for me, it was all downhill from there. <sighs> oh, girl. I feel like we had this, this one-to-one moment in the last episode for Kissing Booth 2. <laughs> and I feel like there's another one-to-one moment coming on uh, for Kissing Booth 3. But, oh, oh my gosh, I was just like, either decision she made was not a decision for herself. And I think the thing that frustrated me the most is as this, and this is pretty early on in the movie, the movie is almost two hours long. But as everything is unfolding, I'm literally sitting there and I'm like, do we even know where, what Elle wants to do or like what she's interested in? I feel like we never really addressed that because we've been so wrapped up in her wanting to do everything and please and, and please other people and not really please herself. And so that was something that literally was nuggling, niggling, I don't even know what the word is, nibbling <laughs> at the back of my brain. So just like, we don't know what she wants to do. I feel like we've never really talked about how Elle feels or 
what makes Elle happy has always been external things like her trying to make other people happy and never really focusing on herself and that came to light a lot in this one I think more so than the other two just because it was a summer she's dealing with all these things she's dealing with trying to make her boyfriend happy trying to make her best friend happy trying to look after her brother trying to work a part-time job like all these different things that are going on and she's only 18 years old so it's like so many things are going on and it's all this pressure and she's so focused on trying to make other people happy where it's just like, but you essentially are not really happy. It doesn't really seem that way. So she makes a decision. She's going to follow Noah to Harvard. I was like, bad decision. Or talk about moving in. I'm like, even worse decision. Like, <laughs> girl, y'all thought you thought you struggled when you were long distance and you were still in high school and he was in college you guys are going to struggle even more because it'll be your freshman year his sophomore year he'll have his peeps you'll be trying to figure out your peeps and you're also going somewhere that it doesn't even seem like you really want to go you're just going because you don't want to lose your boyfriend so there was that but I also was just like you I feel like a broken record because I I I feel like I've talked about this now for, this is going to be the third episode in a row, maybe fourth, but I'm pretty sure it's just the third episode in a row where, here we go, get out the violin. If you listen to Outer Banks or All-American, then you already know what the speech is. <laughs> but essentially it's like, you guys, you're teenagers. You're freaking 18, 19 years old. I've talked about this all the time. You're like teen years, especially like your late teens into your early 20s is vital time for you to figure out who it is, who you are. And like you have the freedom to figure out who you are and what you want to do and what you love and all of that because you realistically for the most part in everyone's situation is different. So this is not a blanket statement, but for the most part, you don't have there aren't all of these responsibilities that come along with being an adult with a job and having to pay bills and all of that stuff. Um, and you're also kind of past the age where you're like, oh, you're a teenager. You're still living with your parents and all of that. Whereas like now this is your moment. You're being thrust down to the world. This is your time to figure out who you are, what you want. Even if you don't go to college, like it's, this is still very, very valid or not valid. It's not the right word, but very precious time for you to figure out who you are and I feel like we already put so much pressure on kids at this age anyway where it's like you have to be this you have to do that and it's like no this is their time to explore what it is that they want to do and take that time to figure it out and attaching yourself to someone during that time just makes that time that much more challenging because as you're growing that other person is growing and who's to say that in four or five years, like you're still going to be with, want to be with that person. And I could use like, when you marry your high school, so you are. And then like, by the time you're 30, you guys are like, we're getting a divorce or, um, other situations that are similar to that. But, uh, one of the things that I will say is that I know there are examples of where of people where this has worked, they've gotten married young or they stay together through college and it worked and I'm not knocking it. But to me, it feels like a really small percentage of people when you put it across the grand scheme of things. And I don't know, 
if you if anyone ever asks me, especially like if someone young comes up to me, I'm always going to say, if you whatever you do, if you're going to college or whatever, don't go attached. Go disattached, <laughs> detached. What's that? that disattached is not a word. Go detached from any individual person. Go live your life. This is your time to have that freedom to do literally whatever you want to do, as long as it's not like something criminal or whatever. But <laughs> Within the means of not going to jail, this is your time to do whatever it is you want to do and to live your life and like don't settle yourself down because there's plenty of time to do that. So I will get off my soapbox, but that's literally all I was thinking while all this was going on. And I think it was interesting because uh, Rachel essentially made that decision for herself and she based that off of overhearing um Elle and Chloe talking about her breakup with Noah and like she made that decision and she went to Lee and was like hey look we need to not be attached to each other <laughs> she literally, literally was like we've seen an example we don't want to be those people we don't need to be attached to each other we need to like do school individually our own way and if it's meant to be then it'll be meant to be after we're done with school, which is like, thank you, reason. That makes sense to me. Like, it's not the end of the world. If you guys are really supposed to be together, like, it will happen. So, y'all know Elle was frustrating to me. I think Chloe has always been an interesting character because she plays as this friend to Noah. But I feel like more so in um, the second movie, well, that's when she was introduced, but I feel more so in the last movie, it was more of, I don't know if she was really into Noah or like, does she want a relationship with him versus in this one, it was kind of like she was dealing with what was going on with her parents. So her, all of her actions were based on that and she seemed to be really rooting for uh, Noah and Elle to work more so again on Noah because like he's not... I mean, he's a guy. He's, oh, I don't want to blanket. I, you guys know, I don't like to generalize everyone, but <laughs> essentially being like, take the initiative, put the work in. Like, why are you just giving up? Like all of that, um, which I thought was an interesting viewpoint, but it was all coming from her experience of what she was going through during this movie, which is her parents divorcing. But it was interesting to see her kind of be like a friend and a voice of not a voice of reason, but someone she can kind of talk to, not only her her and Noah, but also her and Elle a little bit um, because they had the whole kitchen moment after they broke up, which is still weird. Like, I mean, I guess, whatever, I guess. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so that was that. Let's talk about Lee and Elle because in making this, in Elle making the decision to be like, oh, I'm going to Harvard and so now because I made that choice and I feel bad because no one knows I made that choice. And I'm just like, you should have told people that's the choice you made versus waiting for it to get out because it's always worse when they try to hide things. But, you know, what do I know? Just been watching these movies and TV shows for I don't know how long and it's always the same story. But, hey, I don't know anything. So <laughs> so she um, feels guilty. And she's like, it's going to be the best summer ever. Again, she has all this pressure on herself because she has all these things that she's trying to do in this one summer. So, of course, some things are going to get neglected. Some things are going to fall through the crack. Haven't even talked about Marco yet because when he showed back up, I was like, wait a minute. Who is this again? Oh, yeah. All the way back to the first movie. I was like, 
okay, way to bring that one back. But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, so I thought like as they the summer was starting and during the fun little moments, I thought the go-kart race was the cutest moment. <laughs> you guys know I'd be trying not to use cutest, cutest or cute or adorable all the time. But it was so fun because like who because we play these games like who would think to do it or reenact it in real life and that would be something on your bucket list and to actually see it was like oh that's fun like I would actually want to do that in real life so that was a fun moment but you know Lee he's putting all this pressure like Lee and uh Noah are both at fault because they expect so much from Elle, but they give her so little in return. And that's one of the fr frustrating things because I can talk about Elle all day being like, a lot of the time she comes off as being not needy, but like wanting to always please people. And like, don't give, even get me to the moments where she like breaks down when like Noah feels upset and she starts crying and stuff. Cause I'm just like, oh my gosh, just like, girl, stop, please please, really, please, I'm begging you, stop. Um, but if you, on the flip side, like she's give, giving these these guys so much, but in return, they're giving her so little. I'm just like, that is a really, that's a lopsided relationship between her and Noah, but it's also a lopsided friendship between her and Lee, because it's just like, and the fact that Lee didn't even realize everything that she was sacrificing, regardless of what school she went to, but especially the school with him, because he was going to school to be in architecture and like he knew what he wanted to do. He never was, he never asked Elle what she wanted. And to me, it's like, if you're going to be all upset because she's uh, not following through on all the things that she said she's going to do for the summer because she's literally drowning in all the things that she's trying to do. And uh, you're going to get upset because she made the choice to go to school or to go to Harvard and not to go to Berkeley and like putting all this up all this unwanted pressure on her, but like, you can't even take a moment to be like, how are you feeling out? What do you want? Whatever you want, I will be happy for you. Like that is a good friend. So like, you guys know, I love good friends in these things. And Lee, I'm sorry, but like you have your moments where it's like, oh, they're cute friends. Like I love their friendship. But then it's like, if you think about it, you're a shitty friend. <laughs> you really are. Like really are. And the fact that you didn't even know that she broke up with Noah and your girlfriend had to tell you that. And she found out from over here in a conversation. It was just like, ugh. so yeah, that was Lee. Um, but essentially in the end, he comes around because like he realizes that maybe he was being a little bit selfish. You think? So what ofs? But then we have Marco who came back didn't see him at all in the second movie. I don't think. And if we did, let me know. Cause I honestly don't remember seeing him in the second movie. And it took, it was a struggle moment for me <laughs> because I was like, Marco, who is this? Where does he come from? And then I was like, oh yeah, the whole dance moment and then the kiss in the first movie. And then finally trickled back to me. So if he was in the second one, you guys are going to tell me what scene he showed up in because I honestly don't remember him being in the second one, but he shows back up still. I'm like, what is it about Elle that she got these guys like just zeroed in on her because he came back like, and especially at the end when he was like, oh, I'm taking a gap year. I'm going to try to figure out what I want to do because essentially there's nothing tying me to California. And I was just like, how old are you again? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Again, you guys are so young. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, oh my gosh. I can't even say when I was 18, I wasn't thinking of these things because I was. And this is why I'm super hard and critical about these things because I'm like, learn from me, learn from what I've done and do it differently. And that's why I'm like, you guys, <laughs> go live your life. <laughs> Be teenagers and young adults and live vicariously without having to have all these attachments and things. But anyway, so we have all that. We have a moment where him and um, Noah fight each other or half fight because Marco, well, Noah slammed the volleyball into Marco's face. Then they have the argument and then Marco punches Noah in the face. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Also, how embarrassing. Also, who, I'm like, who literally, you guys throw a party and the entire town shows up? Because that's what it looks like. <laughs> the 4th of July party, the freaking party that they had when they first, um, the first night they stayed at the lake house or the beach house. And then the end of the end of the movie party, I don't know what that was because they didn't really, I was like, is this a party or are they just at like a cafe or something and everyone just happens to be there. But I'm assuming it's a party because it's like, oh, our last time seeing each other before we all go off in our own merry ways. But I'm just like, does the whole town come out for all of these things? Because it looks like it's about 300 people at your beach house for a 4th of July party. <laughs> but anyway, I was like, how embarrassing is that, that you guys are fighting at this family event and everyone's parents are here. And it's just like, no parents stepped in. No parents said anything, nothing. Okay. <laughs> it's just so weird. And that's why I think I was a little bit frustrated because, and yeah, I know it's like technically she's not her mom, but like, you know, they have, they do like the, you see the camera when they like point to Molly Ringwald and she's like, you see the looks and you're like, you know, she's taking in everything that's happening, but she's not really saying anything. Um, and then for her to come in towards the end and be like, oh, oh, what do you want? I've never heard you say like what you wanted to do or what you were interested in or what you were going to study when you went to school or whatever. And like having that whole like light bulb moment for Elle to be like, yeah, what do I want? But I was like, <sighs> Mrs. Flynn, you could have came in way earlier and we could have like nixed a lot of the things that happened. <laughs> in this movie because it was literally so frustrating not even frustrating it was just like it was like oh like I kind of know where we're going but we're not and also one of the things I was feeling while I was watching this because a lot of times like they'll have the which I think is completely crappy but they'll have the, the um female lead who was like chasing after some guy or like really about this relationship and then like what comes to mind to me is um to all the boys what is the last one oh it well all three of them were a little <laughs> if you have not listened to my to all the boys trilogy um episodes go back and listen to them because it's along the same thinking of this one but at least in that one at least in the third one I feel like there were because I don't want to spoil that because that is not related to this, but at least in the third one, like some of my thoughts changed a little bit, but as far as like thinking about like the main lead character and then she's 100,000% about this guy and making all of her decisions based on what the guy's going to do. Also like, I can't think of um, his name in to all the boys, but he wasn't as like, what's the word? Not narcissistic. Uh, 
or he didn't really display a lot of toxic masculinity, whereas I feel like, which I know I, we're really going to use these words. Yes, we are. I'm feeling like very much like, what's the word? Um, not trendy, but like everything is all about toxic masculinity, femininity, all that other stuff. Like I feel like I'm throwing all these buzzwords out there, but like essentially the Flynn boys like present as having toxic masculinity in a lot of the decisions and choices and things that they do. Whereas like into all the boys, I still cannot think of what his name is. He didn't really come off as that way. He seemed a little bit more like whatever Laura Jean wanted to do. He was kind of like on board where he seemed more in tune with her, with what she felt in her feelings versus in this one. No one really seems to be in tune with what Elle wants in her feelings. And she's more in tune into what everyone else wants, if that makes sense. <sighs> yeah, that was a mouthful, but <laughs> I didn't think is there anything else worth really talking about because yeah, I don't think so. And at the end, she ends up, um, Elle ends up going to, where does she end up going to? You see, oh, no, 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 University of California. I think so. I don't know. Anyway, she ends up going to the school that she wants to go to, and she ends up going to school to study uh, video games, which made sense because I I felt that aha moment when she was playing the video game after she had her talk with Mrs. Flynn, and it was kind of like a aha, and I was like, oh, she's she wants to do video games. That makes sense, especially like looking at every all the things that they had on their bucket list, and a lot of the things that they wanted to do were very very nerdy I'm putting it in quotes because what is nerdy but anyway so there's that and then we flash forward how long did we flash forward was it 10 years no it was like seven years it was a weird number I think we flash forward seven years I didn't write this down clearly <laughs> and we see that Lee and Rachel are together because you know duh and then we see Elle, you know, she's doing her thing in the video games. And then we see Noah show up, who's also doing his thing. I don't even know what industry he's in, to be completely honest. But it seems to be one where you have to always wear a suit, which clearly he's not working in the Bay Area. <laughs> because that is not a thing. But yeah, and so, and he's, I thought he was going to show up and then he's going to, his wife or fiance or someone was going to show up like a few seconds later. Cause you know, they like to play those tricks on us. I was literally just waiting the entire time for someone to walk out and be like, I'm his fiance or I'm, well, I would think fiance. Cause if he was married, then I think she would know. But it was like, oh no, they ride off into not the sunset, but until like the day <laughs> on their motorcycles and I guess it's up to us to f figure out if they end up staying together forever. But you know, I really don't have the brain capacity. <laughs> so that was the kissing booth three. It has been a very weird, weird ride. I think this of all of uh, specifically Netflix, cause Netflix seems to be the one doing all these like trilogy teen rom-com, um, things. I think this was the one I would say was probably my least favorite if I had to rank it against anything, just because again, I said this previously. Um, I said this previously, but 
I don't, I never was like, oh, I want to see a part two or a part three. Like, I was just like, oh, there's another one. Okay. And I was like, oh, and there's another one. Okay. So, like, never this drive to, like, seek out when is the next one coming out or, oh, there should be another one. This should be it. We don't need you to come up with something new to be like, oh, we need to do a kissing booth four. Like, no, I don't think anyone's asking for that. Like, a-okay, well, what, what we have and where we left off. So that's all I have to say about the kissing booth. I want to know what you guys thought about the kissing booth three. Um, did things end the way that you wanted them to end? What were your thoughts? Let me know, and I will talk to you guys in the next one. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Benjamin on Instagram and at Currently Benjamin on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.